0: What an awesome day, what an awesome yesterday, what an awesome uh, Lord that we have to think that He is still working around us and we come to this uh, this special day, a day that I guess I'm probably, you, you can't be as excited about it as I am. I am extremely excited about it, about what God is, how God is leading us and how, where He has been leading us and how we're seeing it come to reality even today in some moves that uh, we, we make. As we've been saying around here for a number of weeks, if this is the first time with you, with us, you with us, then you won't know what I'm saying, but those who are around you have been indoctrinated and they know what I'm about to say, that the greatest way to bless a community, the greatest gift to get to a community is what? Start a church, plant a church. And we really believe that as, as, as really the greatest thing we can do. It's the only thing that I know that can bless a community, body, soul, and spirit. And that's what we've been about, and that's what we're going to be about. It's where we're definitely moving in that, that direction. And I, I'm excited to think back that our, the very first church that we planted was in 2007, and it was not even in Amer- on American soil. It was in a little bush village in Mali, Africa, where we have been in a partnership of working in one particular village for a number of years now and to see that church born and the first baptized believers in that village uh, come to reality and now we, as we continue to go back and do discipleship and we kind of are even entering into an exit strategy now as we're seeing them take up the torch and carry it on without any subsistence, without any help from us other than Giving them Jesus, giving them His teaching, and just seeing a beautiful work uh, really go on there. But as we move even beyond that now, we come to a day where we're going to introduce to you in just a few moments a beautiful family that's moved here from Peru that has moved to America to start a church in America, and I, I think if they're going, if Samuel, Nelly, uh, and the family and the children are going to be church planters from Grace Point Church, that you need to hear from them. You need to hear from them directly. And uh, my Spanish isn't quite as good as other people's. I mean, Dora the Explorer and ordering from Taco Bell doesn't constitute sharing a message today. So, uh, I, letting Samuel share his heart as a church planner from our church to Northwest Arkansas from Peru is only appropriate today. But who, who to translate then? Uh, well, a great friend of mine for a number of years has been a guy by the name of Gary Fulton. We've known each other for 15 years back when I was pastoring in northeast Arkansas, and he was from northeast Arkansas, but at that time, a missionary in Guatemala, and he was doing a work there, planning churches, has moved since moved back with his family, Susan, and kids growing up and living all around the, uh, around the country, and one's a worship pastor out in California, different things going on in his family. He has continued the church planning mode and works with Arkansas Baptist State Convention in planning churches in northwest Arkansas and throughout the Arkansas area, but mainly in northwest Arkansas. So he's been a pivotal player in, in just connecting and being able to interview and, and go through an entire process of, of discussions and even helping to raise support. One of the things that Gary said after interviewing Samwell for a number of hours, he said, there's a lot of churches in America that want to start Churches. There's a lot of churches in America that want to start churches to Hispanic community. There's a lot of churches in America that want to start churches to Hispanic community that would love to have Samuel. And uh, I take that with a great endorsement because of, uh, of Gary's experience in church planning and his experience in the Hispanic community. And so before Samuel comes, before we commission he and his family, I want Gary to come and share his heart. So give him a Grace Point welcome. Gary, come share with us before Samuel.
1: Thank you, Mike. Well, this is what it's all about. It's about worshiping God. And thank you for that opportunity to worship this morning. It was a wonderful worship experience. It's about sharing Christ. It's about baptizing people. And it's about planting churches. That's all part of the Great Commission. It's all there. It doesn't say plant churches, but there was no church when it was given. So it was implied because it's the church who has the responsibility to carry the gospel to the world, to our Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. I have a little bit of a handle on Acts 1-8. You know, that's the Great Commission in the book of Acts, where we're told that when the Spirit comes upon us, we'll be witnesses. And where? Well, our Jerusalem, Samaria, hasta lo último, right, to the ends of the earth. Having been a missionary on the foreign field, and now with the North American Mission Board, uh, a missionary, and working with Arkansas Baptist State Convention, I understand a little bit about Acts 1-8, probably more than more than I ever have. And I get excited when I see churches like your church. I remember when Mike was up here investigating and, and coming home and, and trying to check things out and follow God's will, and he knew he was to start a church. I remember those days and tried to help him and plug in to, to help him at that time. We'd not been back to Arkansas very long at that time. And I was excited about planting churches and primarily was working with Hispanic, but Had opportunity also to work with Grace Point, which was a blessing and is a blessing. You are one of those success stories, where God moved in, God worked, and God accomplished great things and is accomplishing great things. And you know, when I do church planting conferences, and I just did one this last weekend, had the privilege uh, Friday and Saturday to train 33 people, 16 church planting teams that are going to be planting churches across Arkansas. They, you know. It's exciting to share about churches that started and churches that are reproducing themselves. I tell them to plant pregnant churches. Churches that are going to have babies. Churches that are going to raise up other churches and touch other people's lives. You look across northwest Arkansas and you see churches everywhere. You look across Arkansas. I work all the way across the northern part of the state with Hispanics. And with cowboy churches, I'm going to tell you a little bit about that in a minute. We're seeing God do some wonderful things, but there are churches everywhere. And so I get the question frequently, Gary, why do we want to plant more churches? There's a church on every corner. Look at the statistics. Folks, in any given town in Arkansas, only 18 to 22 percent of people are plugged in to a church where the Word of God is being taught and preached. And we're the belt buckle of the Bible belt. There are people all around us that need Jesus. There are people missing out on the opportunity to worship. People missing out on the opportunity to know the Lord and have security, have strong families and strong lives and lives focused on the Lord. There are people all around us that are missing that. Who's going to tell them if we don't? Nobody will. We must tell them. I'm a cooperative program missionary. What Mike was when he was overseas and, and serving God. He's still, still a missionary. But Cooperative Program, that's, you know, where Baptist churches, Southern Baptists give and, and support missions. 10,500 missionaries around the world telling people about Jesus. We're part of something bigger than us. And I like that. I like being part of something that's bigger than me. I'm excited about what God's doing. I'm excited about the vision that God has given you, given your pastor to plant churches. And I'm excited about working with Samuel. I know that we're going to see God do great things. I want to call your attention to a passage of Scripture for just a moment. Mark chapter 2. We'll read a few verses to you. The Scripture says, Mark chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. Yeah, we've got it on the screen. Good. When he had come back to Capernaum... Several days afterward, it was heard that he was at home. And many were gathered so that there was no longer room, not even near the door. And he was speaking the word to them. And they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. Being unable to get to him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had dug an opening, they let down the pallet on which the paralytic was lying. And Jesus seeing their faith. This is probably one of the most amazing things about this passage is that the roof opens up, and here are four guys letting a guy down before Christ on on some kind of mat or pallet, and Jesus saw faith. I think the owner of the house might have seen something else. But anyway, Jesus saw their faith. And he said to the paralytic, this is also interesting, I think he was expecting to hear, take up your bed and walk. But here's what he heard. Something much more important. He said, son, your sins are forgiven. But some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their hearts. Why does this man speak that way? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? It's one of those duh things. You know, that's a word that was added to my vocabulary several years ago by my teenagers. Duh. He's standing there. Look at him. Immediately, Jesus, aware in His Spirit that they were reasoning that way within themselves, said to them, Why are you reasoning about these things in your hearts? Which is easier? To say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven. Or to say, Get up. Pick up your pallet and walk. But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. That's why I did that. And then He said to the paralytic, I say to you, Get up. Pick up your pallet And go home. He got up and immediately picked up the pallet. Went out in the sight of everyone so that they were all amazed and were glorifying God saying, We've never seen anything like this. I like it when people say, We've never seen anything like this. Because that means that God has been on the scene. That means that God is doing something special. That's what we want to see. That's what you want to see at Grace Point. That's what we want to see in planning a new church. That's what we want to see in northwest Arkansas, our Jerusalem, our Judea, our nation, our world. I like this story because, you see, it's a story about four men doing together what not one of them could do by himself. Four men came together. They lifted up the pallet, and they carried a man to Jesus. They had determination. They didn't have an ambulance to carry him in. They didn't have any way to carry him except just pick him up, dead weight, and carry him to Christ. They used their energy. They arrive on the scene. They're rejected. They can't get in. They not only are determined, but they're pretty creative. You've got to be creative to reach people. That's why we plant cowboy churches. That's why we're starting a biker church in Mountain Home. You've got to be creative to reach people. They open up the roof and they let the guy down before Christ. And Jesus gave him more than he ever imagined. Because there was faith, there was forgiveness of sin, and salvation. Wow. Nothing better than that. Nothing better than that. Determination. Determination comes from faith. We must be determined to reach people with the gospel. We must be determined to plant churches. Because, you see, church planting is the way to reach the lost. The Peter Wagners and the Aubrey Malfors and all these people that write books on church growth and church planting say the way to reach the world is church planting. That's why our International Mission Board plants churches around the world. When you reach people with Jesus, they've got to meet together and they've got to grow. You've got to have church. That's how we reach a lost world. That's how we reach the Hispanic community in northwest Arkansas. Not only do we see... Faith we see in determination, but we also see something else there. We see expectation. Do you know they really believed that if they could take that guy to Christ, that he would do something? And guess what? He did. They did everything in their power. They were relentless. They were determined. They had hope in Christ. They expected Christ to do something, and guess what? He did. He raised this man up. He saved him, forgave him, and healed him. We also see another good word, a good Baptist word, which is cooperation. They work together. How is it that you have reached people in Northwest Arkansas? How will it be accomplished that you will raise up a Hispanic congregation? Through cooperation, working together. We're part of working with you. I have the privilege of being a North American Mission Board missionary, representing NAM and representing also the Baptist State Convention. We can work together in partnership to reach a lost world. Everybody grabbing a hold of the corner of the mat and carrying people to Christ. This last year, so far, since January, I have had the privilege of helping start 14 churches. 14 churches across the northern part of the state. One of them is a Hispanic congregation in Van Buren. Started with a handful. Today they're running... They hope to be running 100 by December. They're already running 80 or 90, and they're baptizing every other week because God is at work. This has been a very, very special thing. In the last two years, I've had the privilege of helping start eight cowboy churches. I never imagined helping start cowboy churches, even though I have carried the gospel to people on horseback in Guatemala and some pretty, pretty distant places in the mountains. So I've got a little bit of experience with horses, but. Cowboy Church was new for me. But man, they're taking off. It's amazing at what's going on. One of those in 18 months has grown from zero to running 170 people. It's exciting to see what God's doing across the state of Arkansas, across the nation and around the world. The gospel is being carried to people who need to hear the good news. I want to say thank you to you for letting me work with you and to work with some well. I want to say, God bless you, and God bless what you do. My prayer is that God will use you mightily not only to plant this church, but to plant many more churches and to reach many more people. We've got to have faith. That's determination. Hope, that's expectation of what God's going to do. And then we've got to have the love, and the cooperation as we work together, loving the Lord, loving the lost, reaching a lost world with the gospel. Let's plant churches. Let's reach people for the glory of God. At this point, I want to invite Samuel to, to come, and I'll be translating for him. We have someone to speak in tongues and someone to translate, so we're biblical, okay? I'll be among
2: them. Good morning.
1: Buenos días.
2: God is good.
1: Dios es bueno.
2: God is good. Amen. Qué hermoso verles a todos ustedes.
1: It's a beautiful sight to see you here. Están hermosos. You're beautiful.
2: Este es un buen día.
1: It's a beautiful day. A en day.
2: todo el mundo.
1: Across the world, it's a great en day. En
2: diferentes lenguas y idiomas.
1: Doesn't matter what, what language.
2: And
1: the beautiful thing is that there's the people of God to stand up and proclaim the good news of Christ.
2: Amen. A Dios por estar aquí.
1: I give a thanks to God to be able to be here today.
2: Pastor Mike, Lori. And it's a blessing to know Mike and Lori a todo el staff, a todo el cuerpo ministerial,
1: a here, ya
2: con los líderes y la
1: congregación,
2: por su grande amor, thank you for your love, por su siembra de amor, for the way that you plant love, por no, para nosotros, mi persona y mi familia.
1: Estamos family.
2: muy agradecidos a Dios, y mi iglesia en Perú,
1: church, Peru,
2: da muchas gracias a ustedes,
1: Gives thanks to you por
2: habernos acogido
1: for the way you've received them
2: and por ser parte de, de su familia de ustedes so us les amamos con el corazón
1: era el 23
2: de octubre del 2008. To, uh,
1: 2008
2: una noche
1: muy fría y con lluvia
2: llegó una pareja a esta ciudad
1: una familia que vino a family that came to this, this city,
2: cumpliendo un propósito de Dios.
1: fulfill the purpose of God.
2: No sabíamos, no conocíamos esta ciudad.
1: We didn't know this, this place. We had no idea about this place.
2: Esta pareja se llamaba Samuel y Nelly.
1: He said the couple, Samuel and Nelly. Vinimos
2: para cumplir un propósito de Dios.
1: Came to do the will of God and the purpose of God.
2: Meses orando y ayunando.
1: And we were praying and we were fasting
2: asking God for Pero sabiendo que Dios nos sostiene. God would take care of us. Sabiendo que Dios nos trajo a esta nación. We knew that God had brought us. Pasaron here. muchos años como 15 años que hemos esperado para venir a esta nación.
1: We had waited 15 years to come to be missionaries in the United
2: States.
1: we had been praying, we talked to uh, pastors, we had confirmation that eventually we would be here.
2: Buscando los pensamientos de Dios y hacer la voluntad perfecta de Dios. Y Dios nos trajo en el
1: 2008. Y ahora estamos
2: aquí con un propósito, con un solo objetivo, con una sola meta de hacer el reino de Dios.
1: es hacer de Dios the reign of God.
2: Esta nación ha, ha sembrado mucho, muchos años atrás, en diferentes partes de las naciones del mundo.
1: God Con misioneros, con inversión económica, en diferentes
2: formas, ustedes, esta nación, ha bendecido mucho al mundo. In many ways, your has the world. Y creo que llegó la hora y el tiempo and i think that it's the time has arrived que esta nación sea nuevamente levantada y que pueda obtener los propósitos grandes que dios tiene para esta nación
1: he said there is a need for this nation to raise up again to be a blessing to the world
2: por eso que jesus en el libro de mateo capítulo 9 versículo 35 yeah. abran su biblia por favor it's
1: because of this reason he's going to matthew chapter 9 Verse
2: uh, 35 through 39, or 38, excuse
1: me. And the Scripture tells us in Matthew nine thirty-five, Jesus was going through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, healing every kind of disease, every kind of sickness. Seeing the people, He felt compassion for them because they were distressed and dispirited like sheep without a shepherd. Then He said to His disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Therefore, beseech the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest. Dice que al ver Jesús a la multitud tuvo compasión de ella. The Word of God tells us that when Jesus looked upon the multitudes, he had compassion for them. Y ese es el debe ser el corazón de la iglesia hoy, tener compasión por la gente. And this is the same heart that the church must
2: have today. Compasión compassion. por las familias. Lo que hicimos ayer fue muestra de una esperanza que la gente necesita. What we did yesterday,
1: the activity we did yesterday was something that the people needed to see and needed to experience the love of Christ
2: in En area. diferentes lugares la iglesia Grace Bonchor, estuvo sembrando la esperanza que la gente necesita, esa compasión que Jesús tuvo al ver la gente.
1: different places the church same love and show the same compassion to people. Who are y eso es lo que area.
2: nosotros sentimos en el corazón también.
1: Hay
2: mucha gente que no conoce de Dios.
1: Y si lo God. conoce,
2: lo conoce a su forma.
1: Him,
2: Pero no tiene una relación personal cercana como Dios quiere que tenga el hombre con Él. Jesús tenía compasión de la gente. Jesus had compassion for the people y uno de su clamor de jesús fue muy claro
1: and what Jesus did was very key very important
2: muchos pensamos que es la oración del padre nuestro muchos pensamos que es la oración del padre nuestro
1: many people thought it was the prayer of, of, God, the desire of God pero aquí
2: el clamor de la oración de Jesús jesúsroga al dios de la mies que envíen obreros a su mies
1: okay so it was not only Christ coming as an answer to prayer, but what Christ was saying that we must pray to the Father to send the workers to the
2: harvest. Y esta iglesia ha orado por mucho know that your church has prayed. Pastor Mike, soy al con él. So I'm a,
1: a witness from uh, talking with Brother
2: Mike. El corazón de él y su esposa.
1: I know his heart and the heart of his wife. De de la and. The team, the leadership team of the church,
2: de poder alcanzar otras familias, otras culturas para el Señor. Their
1: desires to reach people and families and other cultures for Christ. ¿Cuánto
2: dicen, amen?
1: It's all right. Say amen.
2: Ah? Ese es el corazón de este hombre. This is
1: Mike's heart
2: to reach Y en el tiempo de Dios, Dios lo hace hermoso, dice la palabra de Dios.
1: God's time, He will fulfill this in a beautiful way. You
2: ustedes van a marcar la historia en la Iglesia Grace Point Church.
1: You are going to be a part of the story, the history of Grace Point Church. Que when esto se this. va
2: a, en, a engrandecer plantando iglesias.
1: Your church will grow, and you will church not only grow here, but grow by planting churches.
2: Porque nada es imposible para Dios. Because nothing's impossible with God. Amen. Nothing is impossible for God. Amen. Nothing is impossible for God. Amen. Dios, this
1: is what we want to do: have the heart of God, and to the work with God to reach people for Christ and plant y
2: vamos a Isaías,
1: going to, the Old Testament, to Isaiah Isaiah 54, we're looking at verse 2 and
2: 3. Dice la Escritura.
1: The scripture says.
2: Léalo, vea su Biblia.
1: Okay, I'm going to read that.
2: Y cuando vaya a casa, usted en esta mañana vaya a casa, léalo con un café, medítelo. Y usted va a encontrar algo para su vida y su familia.
1: And this afternoon, even after Gary reads it today, this afternoon, mark this down, Isaiah 54, 2. 2 and 3 and when you're drinking your coffee this afternoon, read it again and see
2: what God says Boy, dice says, Isaiah 54 versículo 2. Ensancha el sitio de tu tienda.
1: It says enlarge the place of your
2: tent. Yo creo que llegó el tiempo que de Grace Point Church ensanche el sitio de su tienda.
1: It's time for Grace Point Church to enlarge the place of your tent. Amen. Amen. Es
2: el tiempo ensanchar, extendernos extend, al norte, al sur, al este o al oeste. The
1: north, south, east, and west.
2: Porque Dios nos manda que nos ensanchemos. Says, Do it. Y dice ahí la escritura, si usted está mirando su Biblia, dice, dice, "Y las cortinas de tus habitaciones sean extendidas."
1: Cuando
2: usted Tiene su casa, usted tiene su casa. Especialmente las esposas. Le gusta decorar su casa. Mi esposa está mirando cómo decorar la casa.
1: Está orando
2: ahora por sus cortinas.
1: Para la sala,
2: para su cocina
1: para para
2: dormitorio para nuestro nidito de amor sus cortinas
1: yeah, where, where are, pa, para mind.
2: nuestros hijos Our porque eso, eso demuestra la hermosura de un hogar o de, una, de la casa
1: this helps demonstrate the beauty of the home.
2: es igualmente ustedes aquí en la iglesia aquí llamaremos cortinas
1: and what what will we be talking about? we talk about the curtains of the church.
2: Es el amor.
1: It's the love of Christ. Es la esperanza. We adorn ourselves
2: with es it.
1: It's the hope.
2: The es joy. el gozo. es la paz. Amen. Es la paz que Amen. el mundo no lo da, pero la iglesia lo tiene para dar al mundo.
1: Ayer en
2: la tarde mostramos esa paz. Mostramos peace, ese amor
1: es esperanza
2: que este mundo necesita que esta need. gente necesita americanos e hispanos de diferentes culturas han sido es, una, han tenido una esperanza ayer en la tarde de saber que el señor les ama
1: entonces extendámonos
2: mostremos ese amor Porque Dios quiere alcanzar cosas grandes y maravillosas para nosotros.
1: And and en
2: una situación económica global, imposible para los ojos del hombre.
1: He said, in the situation we Nothing is impossible for God. No, hay nada
2: imposible para
1: Dios. <laughs> Amen. Gloria a Dios, hermano. Gloria a Dios.
2: God will provide your home.
1: God will provide.
2: Pero ensanchémonos.
1: But we have to extend or enlarge the place of our tents.
2: Tus cortinas, tus habitaciones sean extendidas. We've got to stretch out
1: the curtains of our dwellings. Dice la Biblia: no
2: seas escasas.
1: Don't, we do not want the love of God to be uh, in shortage. Estiende tus cuerdas. We've got to Also, it says to lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs.
2: Cuando se dice, extiende tus cuerdas.
1: It talks about uh, lengthening the cords. Crees.
2: Need to believe. Creces. Need to grow. Afírmate. Ten confianza. You need to have confidence. Levántate. Fortalecéte. Get up. Aunque el enemigo quiera poner cosas en tu mente, tú tienes lo mejor a Cristo en tu corazón.
1: Don't listen to Satan, listen to Christ. Put your faith in Him. You can extend your cords, your tents.
2: Amen. Aunque tus ojos humanos sea imposible ante tus ojos humanos, cree, afírmate, ten confianza, ten esperanza. Porque Dios está contigo.
1: Christ, beyond Y miren el versículo 3 de este
2: capítulo. Porque te extenderás a la derecha. ¿A la mano izquierda? Y tu descendencia será poderosa.
1: And your descendants will possess nations and be strong.
2: Tu descendencia, tus hijos, nuestros hijos, serán poderosos en esta tierra.
1: And our children will be strong spiritually in this in this world.
2: Nosotros tenemos un gran compromiso. We have a deep commitment. De los grandes mandamientos. And we have a great commandment. Y el gran encargo. De edificar una iglesia para nuestro Dios.
1: Y el
2: más grande regalo que podemos dar a nuestra comunidad
1: es plantar una iglesia. Pastor Mike me da confianza. He Mike,
2: trust
1: me. I Mike.
2: Vamos a dar un aplauso, pero fuerte, a Dios, como él se merece.
1: Let's applaud to God.
2: Porque una visión con labor
1: hace un misionero.
2: Missionary. Hace un misionero.
1: Okay, um, mission of love produces missionaries
2: su corazón de su pastor, de nuestro pastor.
1: The heart of our pastor grow the might.
2: Es plantar una iglesia.
1: plant churches.
2: Y Dios va a conceder el deseo de su corazón.
1: And he's going to see God's going to bless him with the desire of his heart.
2: Porque nada es imposible para nuestro Dios.
1: nothing impossible with our God.
2: ¿Cuántos podemos decir amén?
1: Yo soy amén.
2: Póngase de pie, por favor.
1: Please
2: stand. Please stand.
1: He said, look at me,
2: please. It's
1: an honor for me to be here before you and be here with you.
2: Mike
1: knows what it's like to have the responsibility to be standing before the people.
2: Pero Dios hará grandes cosas en este lugar.
1: God has done and is going to do great things in this place.
2: Dios hará grandes cosas en esta ciudad.
1: He is going to do great things in this city.
2: Dios hará grandes cosas en tu familia.
1: He will do great things in your family.
2: Dios hará grandes cosas en tu trabajo.
1: He will do great things in your
2: work. Dios hará grandes cosas en tus hijos.
1: He will do great things in your children
2: porque para el que cree todo es posible.
1: Because if we believe in him, all are
2: Yo quiero que cierres tus ojos ahí donde estás. Y te invito a levantar tus manos ahí donde tú
1: estás. Hands,
2: Sin ningún compromiso y dile al Señor que tú le necesitas.
1: Just tell the Lord Que, I
2: need you, Lord. And
1: Lord, let me be part of Your work.
2: Dios está en medio de nosotros.
1: God is here with us.
2: Padre, en el nombre de Jesús.
1: Father, in the name of Jesus.
2: Gracias por este tiempo. Thank you for this time. Gracias por tu palabra. Thank you for your word. Gracias, Señor, por lo que estamos aquí. Thank you for everyone who's here. Porque tú eres Dios en los cielos y en la tierra. Solamente somos instrumentos en tus manos. In Solamente aquí estamos para poder servirte.
1: And we here, Lord, to you.
2: Para decirte, úsanos.
1: And Father, we want to tell you, use us.
2: Porque hay tanto que hacer, hay tanto que trabajar en tu obra y en tu reino
1: in your, your field in
2: your yo tenga de la gente.
1: Lord, give us that compassion for a lost world
2: señor gracias porque tú estás con nosotros
1: thank you for being here with us
2: santo gracias porque estás en medio de tu iglesia
1: thank you holy Spirit for being here in your
2: church in the name of Jesus amen